Hey, Pranasos, welcome back to the podcast. Another awesome episode, a different one, another workshop, part two. We're chatting with Billy again, who's going through his process of hiring a production manager. And we're just poking at Steven as to how to figure this one out. Uh, we're talking all about job descriptions, interview process, training. There's a lot in this one. I think what's interesting is when we started chatting with Billy, uh, Billy had hired a production manager, wasn't 100% sold on him. And then two weeks later, Billy let us know he fired him. <laughs> and uh, I'm, it's pretty sweet how he thought through everything, but I think he's like having the opportunity to now do it correctly. And um, kind of cool to talk through, you know, the right job description, what the first two weeks look like, skills yeah. that you should be interviewing for, and then what went wrong last time that we're going to do again this time. So super, super fun episode. Really quick, before we get started, four incredible sponsors. You guys know the names. We're going to list them out because they are here to support us and our industry. So give them a shout out or check out everything. Um, first up, Super Color. Supercolor is the world's best heat transfer. They're made by screen printers for screen printers, and they really understand the pressures and expectations of running a screen printing business. And so that's why they pride themselves on being super fast and super easy. They've got this incredible new 2.0 next gen transfer that they've tested on so many different types of heat presses. But I think even more than that, their support team is just incredible. Getting back to you super fast, delivering something if there's an issue. I mean, they're just there. They're partners with you to help you succeed. And uh, check them out, supercolor.com. Use Printavo15, and that gets you 15% off your first order. I uh, have to give a shout out to Dennis at Supercolor. He uh, he handled an order. We sent him the file sizing correctly, and he called me right back. He's like, hey, I just noticed you didn't upload this correctly. And I didn't want to print before checking with you. I was like, thanks. He goes, yeah, you can text me. Like, awesome. <laughs> so it is real. Um, they're credible at it. So thanks, Supercolor. All right, Bruce, have you heard of Multicraft underscore daddy? No. Um, I don't know how many, maybe he's on the new Twitter or Instagram threads. We'll ask him about that. But uh, I don't know followers. 807. Is he 800? 807. He's over 800. Wow. 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 Well, um, we love Multicraft Daddy, and uh, he's been supplying screen printing and jewel supplies with Multicraft. Um, and if you mention the Printavo podcast, you'll receive an extra 10% off your first order. Also, give away a case of free PMI tape per episode. So you can um, DM him, he'll pick a winner every week. This is for new customers only. Um, let's send me a thousand followers and, uh, thanks so much PMI for, uh, helping, helping multi-craft Eddie there. All right, Bruce, who we got next. If you need a solution to help improve efficiency and reduce costs in your art department, graph X source offers leading industry outsourcing options to help your shop. It's really interesting. We have so many different guests on here that run shop from all over, and so many more are using Graphic Source. We just had an incredible guest the other day um, who's giving them a try and having a lot of success. They plug and play into your workflow management, whether it's Printavo or any other tool, and they're just going to help. 
Their big things are SEPs, mockups, creative art, but they also do order management, digitizing, back office admin, and customer service. So give them a check out. They've been around for 30 plus years in the game. So they really can be able to help you understand what's going on and, and be able to execute on your needs. That's graphxsource.com. And you can mention the Printable Pod. It gets you 50% off your first vector, SEP, or digitizing order. If you sign up with GraphicSource in the next 15 days, Nick Wood will personally call you every day and compliment you. Um, that's just a new offer that uh, we put out there. So thanks, Nick Wood, Lucas, the team there. Um, but really, Bruce, you shouldn't spend all day cleaning dirty screens. Easyway's line of environmentally conscious chemicals will get the job done faster, more efficiently, and will cost you a fraction of the cost per screen. We use 701 and 842, um, our favorite chemicals. And if you value a company that helps with the how-to's best practice and questions, Easy way there, give them a go. They work with hundreds of distributors. They are the easiest way. There is no other way. So thanks so much to the Easy Way team. Uh, we love you guys. All right, let's get to it. How was your trip, Billy? You were out on vacation for a week, right? Yeah, I was. Um, yeah, it was good. It was good. It was a little, a little hectic because um, we, you know, we ended up letting go of our. <laughs> production manager, operations manager, a um, couple of days before we were going to leave. Um, did you still, so did you I, still go on your trip? Oh yeah. No, there, there was no way I wasn't going. Um, but l- luckily my, my mom is, you know, has a good understanding of the business and a lot of our employees have been here for a while. Uh, and summer's usually a little bit slower for us. So we were able to manage. It was fine. I was still on the phone and on my computer you know, each night, but, um, yeah, we survived no huge. Issue. How much. So first of all, sorry that you had to let someone go like that. Cause I know we were talking about it. Yeah. We, I, so yeah, walk us through what happened. Um, so we had, we had like a check-in after, I guess it was two weeks and I kind of gave him a list of things, you know, this is what I'd like you to do. And a lot of it was, he kept saying, I'm just trying to get used to the slower pace of this environment. And I kind of kept saying, I don't think you really understand the job if you think it's a slower paced position. You know, you should really be checking on things all the time and things are always changing. I said, I think you I think you have that idea because I'm still doing a lot of your position. I'm trying to pass a lot of the stuff off to you. Hmm. Um, I said, you need to kind of get out of that mindset. Um Notes was like a huge thing. We were throwing a lot at him. I don't know how he was retaining it because I didn't see him take a single note. Um, and he didn't do that as well as... That always bugs me too. Yeah, I just... It's like getting someone started and they're not writing anything yeah, down. It's like, uh, yeah. are, are, am I going to be repeating this all next week? Exactly. Especially in this position where we're kind of looking for you to know a little bit about everything. And you don't have any experience in the industry. So was there, okay, so this is interesting. He wouldn't take any notes. Then you were like, well, buddy, you know, this isn't slow. Then what was, what brought the camels back? Um, he was, I, the other thing was communication. I said, when a schedule change happens, it needs to be communicated immediately, not in an hour or two hours, because there are, 
then chain reactions that are going to happen based on that. And he just did not seem to get it. Like one day we had three schedule changes and I told him, I said, yeah, you know, here are the schedule changes. Uh, just make the adjustments. And I go back at the end of the day to our production team and they had not heard about it. <laughs> so that happens. And would you, wait, would you say when that happened? Yeah, we do. I said to him the next morning, I said, what, I said, what, what did you not understand? Cause I, we had a conversation a few days ago about how these need to be communicated immediately. And he just, he didn't really have an answer for me. So I was like, mm -hmm. oh man. Um, so th things like that performance wasn't great. And then talking to some of our other employees, there were some other um, personality traits that were starting to come out that I wasn't necessarily seeing that were major red flags and I kind of made the decision that it, this is not going to go anywhere if this is, these are some of the other things that are happening when he's not with me. Um, just like really unprofessional stuff. And it was, you know, combination of not moving forward how I would like. And then those things that I just decided, you know, I, I think we're wasting our time here. Dude, congrats to you for doing that, for letting go. Yeah. So quickly too. Yeah. What was it? Yeah. What's, what's that like? You literally it, ripped the bandaid off. Yeah. It was about a month. Um, yeah. We had the performance issues and then I talked to one employee. Like we had, like he was revealing his salary uh, to other employees and it wasn't even the correct salary. That, like it was a lot more than we were actually paying him. And he was well aware that he was one of our higher paid employees. Um, so that was, yeah. Like, come on. That's that's a that's a huge mis a career decision to do. Yeah, um, but but honestly, like, good on you for for doing that. Mm. I think a lot of time, like shop owners, will ride those traits out, and you just like set the ground rules. Like that's not going to fly here. This ain't going to work. We need to pull. Yeah, the quicker you pull the trigger. If you kept him for another month, I don't know. Say he makes seventy grand a year or whatever. You know you just waste another $8,000, $10,000 of your time and money. But like good for you. You actually like saved yourself a lot from like doing that. Bruce, have you had any quick fires? Oh, oh, quick. Um, one, uh, and, and it was more of an attitude problem. Things kind of similar to that. Uh, you know, but I, if we can go into like, how, how would you, let's go into yours, Farag, but I'm just curious of like the interview process too. So like if we could rechange the interview process for a production manager, now knowing this, what do you think you guys would ask for the next person to try to siphon some of these things? Um, out? So one specific issue that we've had with a production manager in the past that was actually working, but ended up leaving on their own. I don't, and it was the same circumstance for this person. We cannot take people that are taking sizable pay cuts. You know, they both took, I mean, f around 50% pay cuts because they didn't want to work 60 hours a week and they just didn't want to do that anymore. They just wanted to come in, do their, you know, we advertise this as about a 45 hour per week job, not really any weekend work, you know, very rarely. And that's what they come in saying and that's what they believe. And in both, in one situation, we had a guy who maybe didn't th thought it was an easy job, 
and didn't think he was going to have to do much. And in the other situation, we had somebody who ultimately decided that they did need that money and went back to that kind of position. So I think, you know, that that's something that we've run into. We've had people coming is this, in. From these is this a salaried position or an hourly position? It is. It's a salaried position. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing that we've, we're going to kind of do away with. Is that what are the questions? You know, disqualifier. Are there any other questions? Like, yeah, how, how do you how do you how do you take out the note taking thing you mentioned? Yeah. You mentioned the attitude thing. Yeah. Uh, the thing, and for you too, Fairy. Like, if there's any that you've used to, yeah, I'm curious, Billy. Yeah. Uh, what like what talks do you think you're going to do differently? Because obviously, I don't know if you started the interview process again. Yeah, we we haven't yet. Um, I think we've been looking for people that have experience in a similar type position, maybe in a different industry. Um, And I think maybe we need to start looking for more so personality traits. I don't know that there's really any experience that's unless they have, you know, they've worked in a print shop before. I don't know that there's really any experience that's going to be super applicable to what we're asking. So I think looking for more personality traits and people that we think are going to mesh well with our team as opposed to, oh, well, they managed all these people in this industry that's transferable over here. Um, so I, th- that's one thing we're going to try to put a bit more of an emphasis on just people that we, you know, we like and people that we think are going to get along with our team and, and work well. Um, I'm curious, Billy, when you put your first job posting, did you have a really detailed JD or job description? Yeah, we did. We kind of had talked about it in depth about what exactly we like, wanted to but like written out two page JD, like, these are the expectations. Um, not necessarily. And again, that's kind of another thing that we think we need to do a little better is building out exactly what we want people to do. Uh, the number one mis- – I saw this on Twitter. Like you are doing a service to employees if you don't write out a job a job description before their first day. I think if we were to look at all the print shops in the country and say like how many employees in print shops have job descriptions, I bet you far and few between, Right. And so, like, if there's one thing you can do is before you hire someone, spend two hours writing really tight JD because then, and it's not like manage employees. No, it's handle, you know, personnel scheduling um, and uh, hour clock that's, you know, like be analytical about production and report to the owner's output and throughput understand quality control and be able to report errors, be a detailed note taker so you can write procedures for your employees, right? Like those, those wish lists, putting them into a JD. Um, and I think Bruce, we started writing one, right? Like the outputs. Yeah, we have the outputs. Maybe I'll, I'll put that together so people can download that listening to this. Do you have one that Steven you use in the past? Um, I'll have, I have to dig, uh, cause we haven't, We've been good for a while on the production manager side, but I do have that template that I that I was given to me on like outputs. Um, yeah, I have I have that. You shared that one. Yeah, but but part of the interview process, Billy. So like, okay, you know, if we look at this interview process, first part is not figuring. It's you know, when you interview someone, there are three things you're looking for: effort, attitude, and skill. Okay. Do they have the right attitude? That's personality trait. Are they going to be a pleasure to work with? Are they, is I'm going to love them? Are they going to put in the hours 
the sweat, you know, the 60 hours a week that you're looking for. And the last is, do you have the skills or are they going to learn the skills, right? If you solve those through effort, attitude, skill, you have a credible employee. Some are teachable, some are not teachable. You cannot teach attitude, you cannot teach effort. You can teach skill if they know how to use Excel a little bit, right? Or if they are a note taker, right? So like you can test their skill, um, but you need to spend a lot of time in the interview process learning about effort and attitude and seeing how it's going to then play out. I don't know. That's how I've always tried to like, and maybe you could even structure your interviews as, hey, this, this interview is all about attitude and personality. They could take a disc assessment. They could do a, you know, a presentation. They could tell a funny joke, whatever it is, but you're going to learn about your attitude. The next one could be effort-based and the last one could be skill-based, right? Um, Bruce, like you guys do this with engineers, right? Yeah. I was kind of wondering, is there a way to do in like a two-hour test, Farag, of something where you show somebody how to do a task for 30 minutes, has to deal with working with a team, can gauge attitude through it? Like, is there something there in the back that that could work with yeah so like so like billy um have you ever done interview have you ever done project-based interviews not necessarily i mean we do that for printers actually no no, no i mean like uh here's a file here's an excel file make me as many charts make a bunch of reports out of it all right real quick i gotta tell you something this is really interesting and here's why we formed a company called Inktavo. You may have heard of it, but it has three different brands right now. Printavo, Inksoft, and Graphics. So we're all sister companies now, a big happy family. What we're able to do is Printavo's managing your shop management and workflow organization. Inksoft can run your website and handle online stores at scale. So running multiple different stores for fundraisers, schools, um, company stores and everything in between. And Graphics Flow is a brand new product to be able to help reduce all the back and forth with art. So it has a huge art library that you can put on your website so customers can see and pluck what they want. Plus, you can also be able to collect different ideas and send them to customers to approve as well. Really, really cool. Plus, in-app editing. It's like Canva, but specifically for shops. All right, check it out. All those brands are on inktavo.com. That's inktavo.com. All right, thanks. Oh, no, we haven't necessarily done that, no. Okay, so if this person manager is going to be numbers heavy, you have to test their skills on numbers. And it could just be like, Bruce, I think to your point, how do you test that? You know, hey, uh, here's our production data from the last week. I want you to come up with whatever information you think is relevant and present to me. Don't spend more than an hour. And you can just see like, oh, do they understand how to sum a table? Do they make a chart? If they didn't know, they go on Google and learn how to do it. Right? Bruce, wouldn't that show you everything you need in an hour? Is there... Could you almost do this with a real production schedule for a day? So like if we just shared an Excel sheet together and said, here are the 30 jobs we need to get done this week. And under the columns maybe are the different characteristics of the job. So it could be in simplifying it. So just how long it's going to take, um, the complexity from one to three, we'll call it, and the person assigned to it, right? And the due date. And then allow them to talk through trying to schedule things. Like, is it, would that be viable or no? 
And, and, and like, cause I, cause I think it's not, I don't know if it's necessarily solving the problem. It's more of what questions are they asking? Like, how do they, how do they approach it? Um, you know, like a, 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 almost as close to a real life interview test circumstance, right? Cause it'd be amazing if you could test them out for a week, but obviously I'm sure they have a current job or whatever the deal is and they're not able to do that. I think what, what you kind of said, seeing, Maybe they don't solve it, but seeing how they work through it, seeing what their yeah. approach is and seeing what kind of steps that they take. Um, I think that and, would be a good way. I like the project. And piece. I think like, you know, letting them ask as many questions, but also seeing what their final deliverable looks like. Mm-hmm. Right? Like doing the best you can put out your best work because then you could see like, you're going to see like, did they get you fast? Did it take them a week to do or a night to do? I think that to me, like one of the big things I like to test for is how fast did you work? And then like, how much did you take pride in it? Even if you had to fake it. I love when I'll be like a project. It's like, I didn't do this. So I did my best and I found this cool pie chart that's going to work. I just want to see like, are they thinking on their toes? Um, and then when did get stuck, did they ask for good questions? Right. I think that to me is more important than necessarily being so good at scheduling, you know, like how they actually did the project. But I do think it it would be helpful to do this in person. So if it was an hour, because I think part of it, what happens that I find is when you push people a little bit, like why did you pick job three to be run on job one? Um, Could you have done it differently? Like, Shouldn't this one be there? Like people tend to actually show their true emotions and, and either start to crack under pressure or ask like the most ideal I feel like is someone that's, Oh, that's actually a good point. You know, a good self-awareness. Right. Right. Uh, Like how could you have done this project differently? You know, how would you have rate yourself on, on how you did during this exercise? Um, it may be just interesting to try to set, I'm just trying to sense out for those personality traits and, and pushing on their ability to solve for this and getting them a little bit frustrated and flustered. Are they able to handle it? Cause if they can't handle this in an hour, I just can't imagine with real people, real jobs going on. It's hot. You know, that's interesting. It's, it's so not so what you're saying, Bruce is you actually want to fluster them a little bit and see how they yeah. crack. Like, like, if, if Billy tell them something's wrong, do they get defensive? Do they angry? Do they say, oh, that's a really good point. Yeah, okay, cool. I took feedback. Well, interesting. We did this with sales uh, folks where we would always do a mock interview. Mm. And um, I would call them and I said, hey, pretend like you work at a clock business. You're selling clocks and I'm going to call you as a customer. Everybody knows what a clock does and how it works. And if you're a salesperson, you can... You know, if you're going to ask me good questions, oh, well, what's the problem? Like, why are you looking for one? What are the, what types of clocks are you looking for? Um, and if I keep cutting them off a couple times, like that's like a sign that if they're just, you know, sort of start to check out of the exercise. Um, but it helped me as a filter. And then at the end, I was always looking for like, for example, did they, ask me for my info to follow up on. That was another thing. Okay. So they've done sales a little bit here. They're, they're patient. They're empathetic. They ask good questions. They could figure it out on the fly. Um, and 
you know, I think it was a good gate to help get rid of uh, some bad apps. So, so Billy, like the takeaways here I'm hearing is get a job description written as quickly as possible. Yeah. Get it out there on Indeed, LinkedIn, and start sourcing as many people as you can and try to come up with a three-step interview process of you know, a first-round interview, like a phone screen, a Zoom call, a project, and like a final interview. You almost have to run it like a sales pipeline a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I like that the, seems stressful. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like the project based idea. Um, just because at the end of the day, you could do as much as you want on the interview, on the interview process, but you don't know what you get until they get in there. And, and yeah. Start working. I but, feel like when we interview a shop owner, we're always interviewing desperate. And so we'll just take the first person that comes our way. Yeah. You know what helps me reduce that desperation is having other people in the company interview them with me. So maybe that person that you went to, Billy, that that you know they didn't talk to in the right way or whatever, they're in the in-person interview or maybe they're at part two of it and they come in, they have questions. And I, I'll say, hey, look, I need you to think about this for a bit. Like what are the types of questions that are on the job stuff that you want to know that they could do well? Cause I, I really value your opinion and their opinion gets rid of a lot of my desperation. Cause I'll just be like, they're good, right? Like everything good. Are we all good? And you know, I don't know, you know, they answered this one kind of funky and that slows my role. Yeah. And I, I think we, we just need to be patient. Like looking back and I've kind of been evaluating how we went about it. It was not a candidate that I loved. It was really just the best of who we had interviewed and we, we had gone through a bunch of people and I said, well, we just need to get somebody in here. And I think that was the wrong attitude to have about it because now we wasted a month and we're at the same spot we were. Yeah. So I think something though, like when you think about your hiring process right now, I just, I just shared with you our hiring process template that I've used in the past that got different stuff. Who's doing, you're doing interviews. Who else is interviewing your dad, your mom, who else? I mean, it's, it's mostly me, you know, if we're interviewing for a printer, it'll be me and our, our head screen printer. He'll be talking gotcha. to them. Um, this, this role specifically is intense. This is a big role. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so I, w- I even challenge you, Billy, to write out like the first interview is going to be a 10 minute phone call with me. The second interview is going to be me and my head screen printer. The third interview is going to be my mom and my dad. Fourth interview is going to be the project. Then it's like, you know, then everyone does the same thing every time. And it's like, we have a round two interview here. It's me and screen printer. And we're asking the same questions. Oh, this interview is for dad. Dad, I need you to challenge them on these four things, right? Mm-hmm. And you do that for five or six people, you're learned. And, and then you, you can actually move really quickly. You can bang them out all in two weeks. And you actually have a process and you can vet and you can talk about it. Because like sometimes I'll interview someone and I'll get high on them. And like, I don't be like, yo, dude, did you see that like huge ref- flag I'll be like, no, no 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 but they're awesome and i'm just like i have my blinders on you know mm-hmm. uh yeah. so if you can bring more people in the interview process that's super helpful i'm curious uh okay you went out of town though right after you fired him yes <laughs> uh 
And did the shop run and your mom had to help out, right? Mm-hmm. Was she there every day, like doing your job? She was there every day. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, so I'm curious, like you were managing sort of your mom as the production manager and your shop and you weren't there every day. What did you learn about the business then that week? I don't know. I think that's interesting. Um, I, I don't know that I learned anything I already like didn't know. Um, I think, you know, we, we've had issues with the salespeople not putting all of the information in the order. And then, you know, it kind of comes to a stopping point and the only person that knows the answer is the salesperson. Um, the salesperson? Uh, it's more so the other salesperson. <laughs> oh, is that salesperson senior? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So say it. Like my dad yeah. doesn't put information in right and it fucks up production. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Um, okay. So like that's something that I, that I already knew. Um, you know, and and that causes a lot of the problems that we have. Okay. Um, you know, people, what else did you, what else did you take away? What else did I take away? Um, I don't think a whole lot else. I think, I think we need to empower the employees a lot. Like the, the woman who does our purchasing still comes to me with a lot of questions and I don't want her to stop coming with questions, but there's a lot of things that she can handle on her own that, she was still you know, sending me emails about or calling me about. And I kind of said to her when I get back, I was like, you can handle these things. Like, you know what to do. You don't need my sign off. I trust you to communicate with the customer or, or make the decision that needs to be made. Um, so I think communicating that with employees that not everything needs do you, to Do you think she feels like if she doesn't have that power to make that decision and she's worried about fucking it up or? I, I think she's worried about making the, the mistake and always just wants do to you think away. that's a do you think that's a problem or a her problem um probably a her problem because she, she's a perfectionist she just doesn't want to get it wrong so if i'm here she has access to talking to me she's going to double check to okay me. so wait you said you if you're there she has access to you so is it a so how do you solve that problem well, even when I wasn't there, I was still getting messages. So I, I tried well, to how do you solve that problem. Not being here. Become inaccessible. Yeah. yeah. You are the problem to powering your employees. <laughs> <laughs> you have to say to them, seriously, hey, I'm not going to make the decision. You make the decision. See you later. Because every time you make the decision for her, you're just enabling her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't well, know. I yeah. like. I did have that. I had that conversation when I got back. I said, "You can make these decisions. You do not need to talk to me." But but when you're in the moment of decision, why don't you use that opportunity to just say, "Hey, I'm not making the call. You are. Have a nice day on vacation." <laughs> yeah, I guess that's one way to do it. I don't know. So who who's who had the control problem? You or her? Oh no, I can acknowledge. I definitely have a control problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not denying. <laughs> I dude, Bruce, are you seeing this? <laughs> Billy, we had um we had a really good shop owner at Silver Screen Printing yesterday. Uh, his name's Dan, and he is like a professional CEO. And so 
you know, he's coming to companies with a thousand people to help turn them around and like create a really, so first he looks at the finances, he gets rid of the unprofitable pieces. He looks at the team, he gets rid of the bad people. He brings in the right people to be able to not directly manage everybody. So he has his management. And then the last thing he says is he's lets people fail. And I think like as owners, that is, um, that is a hard skill to master. I, don't, I, I can't say I have by any means. And, it, you know, he's able to say like, yeah, I mean, I let them flounder around for a week and then come to the conclusion because it, they don't ever come to it if I keep giving it to them. So that reminded me of that, uh, <laughs> of this and is something for all of us always that we're working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? So I'm sure you have questions written down. And I know we were kind of asking on updates and, and everything from before. Uh, what did you have written down? I mean, one of my questions was we kind of answered it with um, the interview process. Because looking back, I said, you know, we need to change something. We've been doing this this way for this long. So there needs to be, you know, it's, it's not just the employees that we're hiring. We're the ones doing the hiring. So we need to change our process. Um, so that kind of answered one of my main questions, um, I guess, Stephen, what were some of the, were there specific skills that you were looking for, for your production manager? Were you basing it more off that? Were you looking at their previous work experience kind of? Um, I okay. So I, I, I messed this up times. Um, the first time I had an individual, so I messed this up four times. Uh, Promoted from within for a, the best pro wasn't the best manager. Um, quickly, quickly failed there. Uh, and what I have learned is that the personality and attitude are the most important parts, and like the willingness and humbleness to learn. Um, so uh, I'll brag about chat for a second here, but um, uh. I tried really hard to interview for, to hire for skills, um, not personality. And then we found bad. Chad came from the logistics um, grocery industry, which we're talking truckloads of fruit that could perish if the, you know, the wrong delivery dates are hit, right? Like has to get broccoli to this market and this and that. It was like all the logistics nationally for like Panda Express. Um, and so he obviously understood scheduling and timing because can't mess up food like produce. But really, it was like his reputation. Like he's a little bit older. He's super calm. He's super cool. I could grab dinner with him. I legitimately like him and want to hang out with him. And he like treats the business like it's his own, you know. Um, and so you know, I can rely on him to go to FedEx at 7 p.m., rush something if I need be. But he also will, you know, cut out for the team on a Friday or tell people to go home early or someone to put their phone away, you know. Um, all the other skills we're learning and he's getting better and better at them. But like for me, it was all personality-based because he is going to replace me. And so, so important that the two of us got along so well. Um, and that was the most important part to me. 
And I think, you know, in the last six months I've been in, I've been on production floor, maybe a total of 40 hours. I do not go on the, how how did you, how did, did you get signs of this through it? Were there certain things you asked for that, that pulled that, or, you know, was it a basically a gamble, which a lot of hiring is still a little bit of a gamble. So uh, one thing I do is I let lots of other people interview him. Like I was like, if you are going to have the most important job in our shop, I need a bunch of people to interview you. Um, so like a production coordinator, my Myla, who has been there the longest, is the one of the youngest people in our business, but is most opinionated and knows the most. I was like, Myla, you're going to have to work this guy. And after she's like, I love Chad. I could see myself working next to him. Cool. Right. Like I let some people like a remote employee that's really operational focus interview to like us for that. I let my business partner interview him, um, you know, and then I was on the last interview of like, okay, you made it through everyone. Now let's get to like business here. Um, so I think we bringing other people in the interview process and having the last opinion made a much better process versus me selling it to our team. Does that make sense? Bruce, like, what about you? Do you do the first interview or the last interview or every interview? What do you do? Um, when I was doing it more, I was more in the last interview when we had a team built out. Mm -hmm. Um, now it's harder though, if you don't have that function, I mean, like ideally there's whoever they're reporting to is now, if this person's reporting directly to you, then yeah, I mean, you're going to have to just spend time in the groundwork, but I think that's important though, right? This is a manager. So, um, but in my phone screens, I had, um, like a short thing that they need to write. Like, why basically are you interested in this? That filters out so many people like these little, like these little sort of pre-screen questions got rid of so much crap that I didn't want to have a phone call with. Um, and so those types of questions I, I, I found helpful because you get a lot of applications and it's just a waste of time. Um, for Bruce, the other thing you did early on is you had Wendy do some of your reviews for you, like a third party HR agency. Yeah. So we use this lady, um, Wendy Davids and I'll share her info. She's from, she started a company called BHRS partners. So her email is Wendy at bhrspartners.com. She's incredible. We had her do phone screens towards the end though. Um, so I did an initial phone screen that I passed to her. Then I did the team final interview. And what is amazing is that people tell somebody else outside of the business so much more information. So she would ask really good questions. First, she learned about the role from you and so on. She'd ask all these good questions. She read a report and, you know, again, it's just another filter uh, and, and people just dump all this info. I, I don't know why, but they do. Cause it's not the owner or the not in the company and they think they could just share incredible stop gate to really understand more about the candidate. I'll share that contact info in the description here too. Yeah. Okay. Hey, what are your next, like, okay, the next 10 days to like get off this call today, what's happening in the next week and a half. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we haven't posted the job yet because last week was uh, kind of crazy and short week. We'll probably I mean, we'll probably post it in the next day or two. We're, we were already going through the process of refining the job description. 
um, being a bit more detailed and that kind of thing. So we're working on that. Um, and then we also were was waiting to, to talk to some other people to review how we do our interviews and, you know, have a bit more of a structure to that and a different structure than what we were doing currently. Um, cause I mean, I would do a phone screen, I would talk to them, I'd give them a tour and, and show them what we did. Um, and then I'd have maybe one other person talk to them and that was kind of how I would get my feel for them. Um, and I think it's really easy for somebody to, to just kind of bullshit their way through that and tell you what you want to hear and that kind of thing. So I don't think it was comprehensive. Uh, we use a tool called Workable um, that helps us in the interview process and it posts to a bunch of like different job words um, and it helps us with job descriptions and stuff. Granted, I don't know if you necessarily need it. Um, like, 300 bucks a month, but you basically pay for it when you're using it and then you can turn it off. Um, and then it, it helps through the interview process. We really like it. Um, but you can see, I just sent you it. I don't, uh, you can see some good job descriptions, probably some lame job descriptions um, on there, but um, hopefully they're helpful. So yeah, I would really try to get that J written and then, um, you could actually write out your interview process. What is the interview process that you guys are going to adhere to and who's going to be responsible for it? Um, Cause you don't want to just be like, uh, I think you're going to talk to this person next. You want to be like, the next step of the interview is to talk to my dad. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a behavioral interview and you're going to have 30 minutes to present to him on why you could fit in a family business. You sure. know, whatever. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, and then I guess the, the other question I had, just another thing I've been looking at is, um, the first two weeks, I'd be curious to you know, how you kind of handle training them. I had what I would thought would be the best way. I'm sure there's not one right answer to this, but Dude, the first two weeks are so hard. Yeah. Uh, okay. I have a story though. I'll tell you, this just happened to us. We had two VAs from the Philippines. Our CEO took one and our ops team took the other. Our CFO met with this person every day for an hour and a half on Zoom and like literally handhold. Like, I'm doing this. Okay, you're doing this. I'm doing this. You do this. I'm doing this. You do this. Their one, our team wrote out a ton of SOPs, get to them, let them self manage, and it's not going well. So I think the point that I'm trying to make is the first two weeks, you should have a really concrete plan. They should never leave your side. Literally, if you go to lunch, like they go to lunch with you. If you go pee, they wait outside the door. (laughs) Um, But if like, so they can see like what, if they truly are going to replace you, they can literally not leave your side. Um and you go on a delivery for a random delivery that you have to do because someone didn't do something, they come with you. Right. Um, and they burn into your, like your buddy. And then, you know, you say, okay, now you go do it. I think that's the best advice I can give for the first two weeks is everything should be in with Bruce. What about you for the first two weeks? What advice would you give? Let me share my screen. So if you're listening on uh, YouTube, you guys can be able to see this. This is our initial company handbook that we had. So um, uh, basically the goal was to, is it loading? Is it loading? Can you see it or no? Okay. So basically the goal was, I want to 
ideally be able to train someone and not physically be there. So now granted, that's not like what's going to happen, but I want so much information there that that could happen in theory. And I think what turns out the benefit was, is this, you know, for every person you bring on, this is a version of what they're going to start going through anyway. So uh, each day for the first five days is broken down into 15 minute increments, essentially. So, you know, you come through the first 15 minutes, we're going to walk around the office. Then till noon, we're going to do uh, about the company one-on-one. So history, the industry, we're going to talk about our culture and how we deal with customers and everything there. Then we get a team lunch. Everybody, you know, come on with, we're, we're going to go get food together, meet and greet a little bit there. We talk about HR stuff. And then we start to get into your role. Um, your role goes through like all, this is very role dependent, but we've got a lot of software tools and things they go through. And you can see like through day two, through day three, there's a scavenger hunt that we do on day three that helps them test what they've been learning before. Um, so that's like, Hey, in Printavo, how do you send an approval? For example. Um, and that could be an example of a scavenger hunt that you build of, you know, what, what's the process to clean this up or bring this person or, or take jobs from here to there, whatever it is. And then, um, it, again, and then it keeps going. Right. So it's like everything that I wanted for those first two weeks that they're supposed to be doing, those are all the things that, uh, I literally wrote down. And if you click on one, it goes to a paragraph about more info and a loom video. So it was, it was, this is the tool. This is what we're going to be talking about. So they can go back later and watch it again for info. Takes again, a lot of time, a couple days to really flesh this out of just constant working on it. But I, We've used it again and again and again so many times. It's paid so much here, uh, dividends. I'm going to share mine. So, okay. So, Bruce, you have a Google Sheet that you use. Um, this is what we do. So, we have a Notion board called New Hires. And whenever we hire someone new, they have their own Kanban board. It goes through all their different training things that they're going to need to do. When you click one, it's got you know, welcome to Campus Inc. And it's got a letter from me and they've just slide it across. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of like a, um, hey, here's a 25 minute video you're going to need to watch so that there's a little bit of time where it's, oh, you've got homework that you need to do. Um, and we just duplicate every single time. We even go as deep as how to communicate, what's communication protocol, you know, what's our culture like, um, and then their manager just assigns them what they're going to have to do. So, um, so yeah, like you could do it a bunch of different ways, Billy, but like having some sort of structure, whether it's a Google sheet or a schedule or a Trello or notion board, have something for them. So they have a home base to live. Um, you know, and it could be like, here's where you're going to take notes. Here's how to take notes, you know, those kind of things, those to whatever system you use having some sort of system in place on their first day that look polished is the most important thing. So they take you seriously. Right. I think that's the point. So it's actually um, a good point to think about like, so they take it seriously too. And I think if it's the right candidate, they're excited. Like, Holy crap, they're really, you know, helping me out to get started. I've heard that feedback a lot, which is cool. Or, you know, they'll be like, Oh, I started this other job and I didn't get, you know, I kind of sat there for a couple of days or so, whatever. So 
But, so like uh, Billy, this is how far I get to like they, I duplicate their Notion board. Their first training thing, their first self guide is a thirty minute video on how to use Notion. Right. Have to take because like if you don't know how to use the tool that I'm about to give you, I didn't train you to use that tool. That's the level of detail that you can get into, and that's how you will create an employee that really takes you seriously. Like wow, guy really cares about the tools that we use, you know. Um, so you got your work cut out for you, but uh, dude, I have to say, like, how does your dad feel about you letting go of him? Um, he was fine with it. I mean, he's really kind of, he's really let me take the lead on everything. So, you know, I've kind of, I've been keeping him in the loop with what's going on. And yeah, I went to his office after I met with this one employee and I said, Hey, we, I think we have to get rid of him. Yeah. And he was like, really? I said, yeah. And he didn't even ask why. He just said, okay. So if that's how you feel, that's awesome. you know, I, I trust you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Some of the things. That's that really I, cool. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty sweet. I, that's, that's the one thing that he has. He, he trusts me. And that's the one thing that we have done successfully is he's able to get out of the office more, um, which was really the whole goal at the beginning was to get him out of the office more. Uh, and he's more comfortable. He just has to put in. Now, he, so like, my, you know, he can't, he'll still mess up his orders and he's not going to fix them, right? Because your dad, but you can find a VA or someone to clean up his orders before they get put in properly. Yeah. It, yeah. Cause it's like, that's the same thing with my business partner, Jed. Jed's not going to put the right imprint location, mm-hmm. but we know if it's Jed's order, someone's going to call him up and say, Jed, I need to clean this up before I put it in production. Mm. So you got to give your old man some credit, but uh, yeah. you can find ways to help him also not have a ton of responsibility of putting in orders, you know? So that's yeah, pretty cool. That, that's kind of the next step is once we figure out this, probably hiring uh, an actual salesperson. So then that salesperson. For can, another life. Yeah. Yeah. That's life. who knows how far down the line that is. <laughs> so but, yeah. cool. Yeah, other than that, everything's everything's going all right, but it's just a big hurdle. uh, Yeah, we'll get through it. Should we set up a month from now? Should we do a month out? What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully a month out we have somebody. Because that's that's the other thing. Now kind of racing against the clock. How do we hold each other accountable, though? Send us your JD and job description, like, maybe by, like, Monday. Just send it to us. Be like, hey, I'm just – Just so you're held accountable to it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, now, now we're kind of we're trying to get somebody in here quickly to get them trained up and up to speed for we go similar to how school goes with how busy we are. So end of July, August, we start to pick up again. Um, so that we need to have somebody in here and, and train pretty soon. Okay, so the three things, the three deliverables, uh, and I'm going to try to put these together as well, so we can, so other people can be able to utilize job description, interview process, and then production manager training, the training schedule for the first couple of weeks. Training schedule, don't get that by Monday. Get that like next. Focus on JD and hiring process, and then the last one has to be done before their first day. Like we'll just set something like two weeks mm-hmm. from today or something. Uh, yeah. Um. 
Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening. Hopefully that was informative. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to hit the bell for notifications if you enjoyed this video. If you enjoy all the stuff we're putting out, it's really helpful. We love to just be able to see it. That means that we're doing a good job. To subscribe, hit the bell for notifications and hit the like button. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.